I'm sure that you have uh, probably all heard the joke and know the punchline that men, when they are driving, even if it's on a long trip to a place they've never been to before, even if they are lost, they will not. Men are notoriously known for that, aren't they? Not asking for directions. <laughs> because we do not want to appear weak or stumped. We want to look like we know what we're doing and that we're in total control of things. Now, we've gotten some help lately. These nice little devices you can put in your car or that are on your phone, the GPS systems. You see, we can rely on them for directions and look smart and cool because we're tech savvy. See, we have a way of dealing with that now. Well, whether it's uh, true of men or not, it is true of all of us that we need directions. Not necessarily driving directions, but directions for this journey that we call life. Could you imagine what it would have been like for Moses and the people of Israel? Two million people coming out of Egypt wandering through the desert to go to the promised land, what would it have been like had they not asked God for direction and followed it? Could you imagine what things would be like if the Apostle Paul, who was given the great commission to take the gospel, the only message that gives eternal life to people by assuring them they are right with God through Jesus, could you imagine what things would be like today for the church, for us, if he didn't ask God for directions and not follow them. I think you're getting the message. We need to ask God for directions. We need to pray the words that King David prayed, Teach me your way, O Lord. And the reason is, is because God's direction is always best. That's the message for today in this series of messages we've entitled Strength for the Journey. Teach me your way, O Lord. You see, there are times when we do need to look for directions. There are times when we're searching and we need some help. One of those times may simply be when we are at what you could call an intersection. A point in life where we have to make a decision, do we go this way or do we go that way, or continue on straight ahead? Now, for some people, they may be at that right now. You know, for those who have graduated, they're maybe having to look for a job, or maybe looking at where they have to continue on with school, so they're at an intersection and having to make some choices. Other intersections that we may find ourselves at are, if you want to look for a new job, or maybe you're forced into having to find a job because you lost one. Or maybe there's some financial situations that have changed and, and you're forced now to make some situations, uh, some decisions. You are at an intersection and you want to know which way should I go. And so you start looking around and, and considering things. You know, what are the different options? What are the different opportunities? What are, our, are my abilities and, and how does that fit in with the situation? You might listen to other people. You might simply do what others are doing. You might think of, what's the benefit if I go this way or that way? Or maybe you just want to know, 
What's the easiest way, the way that has the least hardships? Well, you can see by following any of those things as a way of advice, you could get into some trouble. You could end up going in the wrong way. You could end up making a bad decision. So what should you do when you're at an intersection? Here's what God says. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look, examine everything, and ask for the ancient paths. Ask God to show you what's been done in the past with his people. Ask where the good way is. Ask God for direction, what's the right thing to do? And then walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Simply put, ask for directions when you're at an intersection in your life. Now, we may find ourselves sometimes in a rut, and you may want to know, how can I get out of this rut? Now, the rut may be spiritual, it could be physical or emotional. It might come about simply because we have just routinely gone through life thoughtlessly doing the same things over and over and over, and now we're wondering, why am I in this rut? How do I get out? Or it might be that we were finding ourselves restricted by health conditions or finances or work or whatever it might be. And so we're kind of in that same situation where we're in a rut and don't know how to get out. It could be that we also find ourselves in a rut spiritually. Maybe we just end up going through the motions of everything. We're just in such a routine that we don't really have our heart and our mind focused on the Lord in those activities and routines. And it could be that even sin especially repeated sin, a sin that we're caught in and repeat over and over, gets us, well, not into a rut, but into a a ditch, gets us into depths. And we may want to know, how do I get out of this? The psalmist gives us some advice. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This psalm is a collection of psalms called the Songs of Ascent. These are songs that the Israelites would sing when they were going to the temple to worship. The temple was located on top of a mount in Jerusalem. And so they would have to look up to see it. And as they were going along their way, they were preparing their hearts for worshiping their glorious God on high by singing these songs. They would look around and be reminded of the lowliness of their life, maybe be reminded of the rut they were in, even the depths of their sin, and they could look up and know that that's where their help would come from. Look up to God. Or maybe we're looking for some direction in life simply because we're just a little bit weary on this road, on this journey of life, and we want to know, How can I get some rest? There are things that wear us down. Yes, the routine of things, but also some of the troubles and hardships that come up. Some things that may cause us to just wear down in dealing with people. Maybe we're hurting because of people. Maybe we're hurting for people who are hurting. Maybe we have some faith challenges. A number of things, and we find ourselves just weary and wanting some rest. Add to that, the road we are on sometimes is foggy. 
because of sin clouding our vision and our faith. And then we have our own doubts that help to cloud the way too. And, and we wonder, what do we have to do? The psalmist expressed it. He said, for troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. But the good news is, no matter where we are on that foggy road, no matter how tired we are and looking for rest, God knows where we are. He sees us. We just need to go to Him for direction. Now, there might be some times in life when we're searching for directions because, admittedly, we are lost. Yes, guys, sometimes we have to admit it. We're lost. But women and children, you have to admit that too. We're lost and need some guidance. Maybe we've kind of wandered off the path a little bit. And we've noticed it. Maybe we thought we were just taking a step off the path, but we just kept taking more and more steps, and now we're farther and farther away from where we should be. Maybe we were listening to the voices of others. Maybe we were following the examples of others. And now we've gotten far off track, and we want to know, how do I get back to where life is normal? It's like life has become a maze. And we're overwhelmed and consumed and confused. Jesus found people to be that way. One day when he landed at the seashore and got out of the boat, he saw a large crowd. He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so he began teaching them many things. Jesus knows when we're lost, when we need guidance. He is ready to teach us. We just need to listen. Or maybe we're lost because uh, we've taken a detour. Now, maybe that detour was kind of forced on us. Maybe some things happened to us like our health has changed or our finances have changed, our job or relationship situation has changed, and now we find ourselves on unfamiliar territory. We're going down a road we've never been down before. And we're lost. We want life to be returned back to being normal. Sometimes God might put us on that detour. Maybe he wants to teach us a particular lesson. Or maybe he wants to use us on that detour to find somebody else who's there and to help them. We might have been listening to the wrong voices. We might have been tempted, and so we have gone on the wrong path. The good news is we've got a shepherd who still wants to lead us. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God will give us direction. He will lead us. And finally, maybe we're just lost because we've taken a wrong turn whether we were misled because we were following bad advice or a wrong example, or maybe we misread what God wanted us to do and interpreted things the wrong way, or maybe just out of defiance, we have chosen to walk a way that's opposite from the moral code that God has given us in the Ten Commandments. And we have found ourselves taking a wrong turn one that has led us not only outside of the will of God, but that's taking us away from God. Maybe it's because we think we know a better way. Maybe it's because we see some place that looks fun in life, 
and we want to go there for a while. The good news here is God knows when we've taken a wrong turn. He knew it with Adam and Eve right away. And He came to them and called out to them, Where are you? They were hiding from Him. It's not that He didn't know where they were. He knew, but He was calling to them so they would recognize where they were and come back to Him. So when we recognize we've taken a wrong turn, let's simply pray as the psalmist did. Your face, Lord, I will seek. So where are you in your relationship with God? Where are you on this journey of life? Are you walking with God? Are you walking in His will? Sometimes there are some things that get in the way and cause us to get off track and to need some redirecting. Maybe pride gets in our way. Maybe we say, you know what, I'm not in any trouble at all. Oh yeah, you know, some little things here and there, but I can figure it out and I can get back on my own. I don't need God. Or maybe it's just rebellion that's in our hearts. Maybe we just don't want to walk God's way, plain and simple. Maybe we just want to do things that are outside of His will because that's what we want to do. Or maybe it's carelessness that has tripped us up. You know, we just weren't thinking right and we did some wrong things. And, but you know what? That happens to everybody. And it's no big deal. It'll self-correct in time. Don't worry. Or maybe despair has tripped us up. When God hasn't been answering our prayers the way we wanted. And now we're wondering, will he really bless me? Is he listening to me? What's going on? And that despair can cause us to stop and get off the road of faith. Where are you in your walk with God? We're talking about directions. Directions matter because directions take us where we want to go or where we should go. It determines our steps and our destination. And so, whether we like to admit it or not, we need to stop and ask for directions. We need to ask God which way and to do so confidently because He's our Savior. And then He's going to show us the way. Not only that, he will show us how we reach the final destination and what is there for us. Now, if you've ever used the GPS system, you know what happens if you take a wrong turn or if, like me, I know a better way. The little voice in that box speaks out, recalculating. <laughs> it's telling you, you're not following the directions. You're not following the path that's been laid out. Now, we might think, I know a shortcut. I know a better way. But the little box is telling us you're not following the plan. You know, that happens to us spiritually too, right? I know a better way. I know a shortcut. I know a faster way to get there than what God is going to do. Then we need to recalculate. It's called repentance. That word in the original language simply means to turn around. And to change your view of things. 
God is calling us to take a look at where we are and to change. God often does that. Think of some of the Bible stories. Think of the story of of King David and his sin of adultery and murder. The prophet Nathan came to him and told him about a man who had just one little lamb. It was like a child to him. But his neighbor who was rich and had many flocks came and took that little lamb and killed it so he could serve it as a meal for a visitor. When David heard that, he said, that man must die for what he did. And Nathan said to David, you're the man. You see, God calls us to take a look at where you are in your walk. And if you're not walking on his path, then it's time to recalculate. Then it's time to repent. And the Spirit will come. And he'll take us on a little detour from that path we were on. And he'll take us to a place where we look at a cross and where we see the result of sin, the wrath of God, and death. And at that cross, then, we are called to turn away from our sin. The Apostle John said it this way, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Just recalculate. We do so not because we fear God and His punishment. If that were the case, I would lie to God about what I was doing. I'd be better at covering up things and I would just simply deny it. But because I have a God who is loving and forgiving, I go to Him in honesty and confess my sins knowing that He forgives it. Because the next road he takes me on is that road of redemption. When I'm in a rut, when I'm in the depths of my sin, I look up to the hills where my help comes from, the Lord. I go to the hill called Calvary, and I see my Savior dying on that cross for me. I see that that's where my sins were put, and that's where the wrath of God is directed. Not on me. And I know that my sins are taken from me. And the Spirit then leads me to another hill, out of which was carved a tomb, a tomb that's empty because our Lord isn't there. He's alive because He has taken away the curse of our sin, which is death. And He lives so that we know that we too will live. The Apostle Paul said, in Him, that is in Christ, we have redemption. We have been brought back to God through His blood. We have the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of His grace. And then God leads me in one more road for one more destination, and that is the road of renewal. He wants me to see that there's something greater than my sin and something more powerful than His wrath against sin, and that is His love and forgiveness. And there... I know I have peace with Him. The same love and power that He uses to cleanse me of my sin, He now uses to renew me in my spirit, to strengthen me in my heart and will, to desire to walk in His ways. And when I do, He fills my heart with joy, just as the psalmist prayed and asked, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. 
restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. God will bring us to that destination. Just ask for his directions and follow it. Do you hear his calling today? Look at where you are in your life. Do you hear him calling you to come to him for forgiveness, for refreshment? Listen to him and follow his directions. Jesus is that direction that God has provided. There is no other way, there is no other road to take when we have faith in Jesus, trust in his work and forgiveness for our eternal life. That's exactly what we will have. You see, God's direction is always best to give us forgiveness and life and peace and salvation and joy and refreshment. Just come to Jesus. Now in doing that, let's understand some little practical things about how we give that direction, how God gives us that direction, and how we are to receive it, to get it. God gives us his direction through parents and pastors and our Christian peers. God has given the awesome responsibility to parents to bring their children up in the knowledge of him as their Lord and Savior. Today is Father's Day. Let's be reminded of our commitment and our call from God to bring our children up in knowing the wisdom, His wisdom of salvation, and set a godly example for our children to walk in. God has also given us shepherds, pastors to lead us, to help us when we need guidance, to give us comfort and reassurance, to tell us of His love and His forgiveness. When you need those things, come to your pastors so that we may give you God's guidance. Likewise, all of us have been called as Christian peers to encourage one another to walk in God's ways. Let's do that and set the example with our own living of following God's path. Now, as God is giving us that direction, let's understand that this is what is needed to receive it. Humble hearts. Earlier we heard read the words from King Solomon in Proverbs chapter 4 where he urged his sons to listen to that instruction and wisdom of God because there is the blessing of grace. Well, this is how that proverb chapter ends. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. God calls for hearts that will simply accept his direction. It's like they are our internal compass, needing to be calibrated by God's word and always pointing to his grace. So let this be the prayer on our lips as we go through this journey of life. Lord, your direction is always best, so teach me your ways. If you are a father, then pray that God give you the godly leadership skills, and that he blesses your leadership. Let us pray for the fathers of our congregation, that he bless them and their leadership. And finally, let's pray that he give us all humble hearts to accept and follow his direction. We have assurance from the psalmist 
of how good it is when he says, let the Lord lead you and trust him to help. Then it will be as clear as the noonday sun that you are on the right path. Amen.